G'day and welcome to the Beyond the Message podcast. Hey, it is great to have you here listening in today. My name is Lockie and I'm the host of this experience. And really my job is to help guide those 167 hours beyond Sunday or beyond the message so that you can grow in your faith all throughout the week. This week I sit down with Chris Podlick and we talk through a very exciting message series called Be Rich. And on Sunday we gave you the first part of Be Rich for 2021. And we're talking about how we can give toward serve and love our community so today on the podcast we talk about why we do be rich and we give away 100 percent of the money that comes into beyond church for the month we also chat through what the bible teaches about money and generosity and what jesus has to say on this topic and we also talk about how everyone can partner with beyond this year in the be rich campaign hey thank you so much for tuning into the podcast and we really hope you enjoy this conversation Well, Chris, we have been, I feel like we've been geeing this up for months, if not since this time last year, because it is Be Rich time. It's like the the best time of the year, particularly at Beyond. I just think in general, Chris, you'd probably argue that it's Christmas because of, you know, Justin Bieber and Mariah Carey and their Christmas albums. But I think Be Rich is just the best time of the year. I definitely have some, um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Like I definitely have favorite message series. There are some that I look more forward to than others getting ready. And Be Rich is one of the ones I look forward, really, really look forward to. It's so fun. Now, I only took a quick skim of the uh, the message and it looks like we're going to get rich. This is my time. Chris, thank you so much. We're going to be rich together. uh, And it's like, from what I understand, a bit of a pyramid scheme kind of thing we're running at the church. This is is your four-step guide to make the money of your dreams. How wonderful. How good is that? Ah, uh, just kidding. Uh, that's my attempt at humor on a uh, on a midday, on a Tuesday. But that's okay. Um, look, the be rich. We'll we'll talk a bit about what it actually means. Um, but the I guess the first thing to really note, it's not about getting rich. All right, it's not about it's not about um, becoming wealthy through you know following Jesus or anything like this. This is a a series about generosity, Chris, and I'm I'm really keen for for that. Yeah, it's a series about being being rich and. You know, the reality is most of us are richer than we actually think. Um, you know, if you if you have more than five thousand dollars in your bank account or in assets, you know, if you own a own a house or a car that's more than five thousand dollars, straight away you're in the top fifty percent of rich people globally. And wow. so you cannot feel rich and still be rich. And so this kind of series pretty much asks the question: How do those of us who are rich? Because if you live in Australia, you're pretty much rich. Um, if you're listening to this on an iPod or an iPhone, Chris, no one has an iPod. You've you've made a mistake. I have I have just, <laughs> I have shown my age. If you're listening this to this on an iPod, there's a potential that you're not in the fifty percent. But if there that's you, if you if you listen to the Beyond the Message podcast, download it onto your iPod. Please let us know. I'd love I would love to see that still happening. <laughs> <sighs> and yes, yep. Oh well, there you go. Um, I can't come up with good illustrations at, at no, that's midday okay. on Tuesday, obviously. Of course, but that's right. If you have any sort of look, if it, chances are, if you're in, in Australia, you are in that top fifty percent, um, which is which is really cool. So today in the podcast, we, we're going to uh, unpack what you spoke about on the weekend and at Beyond at Home, so our physical location as well. And I guess the first thing I want to ask you, Chris, before we really get into the content of of this particular message and series is why do we keep doing Be Rich? Because um, I've only been a Beyond for, well, I've been there about three years. I remember tuning in via podcasts on my iPod 
um, previous to that. And I remember hearing this Be Rich series. It was really actually quite revolutionary to me about five years ago. Um, but my question is five years on from the first Be Rich, why are we still doing this as an annual series? Um, and I guess the question is, haven't we already learned this stuff? Like, don't we already know everything there is to know about generosity? Yeah. Well, for me, one of the reasons that we do it is primarily because, you know, as, as a Jesus follower, there's always room to grow in everything. And I think, I think a lot of Christians have Westernized this idea of of following Jesus and they've turned it into learning. Like, Hey, I've learned this stuff. And it's like, Oh, okay, cool. You might've learned it. Do you do it? Um, It's like, you know, I don't know, a, a good example, someone who can, you know, a life coach who can, tell you all the right things to do. And then you ask them, Hey, do you apply those in your life? Like, oh no, no, no. I, I don't, I don't apply them. I just know them all. Yeah. And, uh, and I think as a Jesus follower, there's always room for growth in everything that Jesus teaches. There's always room for us to be more forgiving, more gracious. There's always room for us uh, to be more loving. And just like um, anything, there's always room for us to be more generous. And, um, and so this is an opportunity for us to really do corporately every single year what we are encouraging people to do individually and come together as a community and, and make a difference in the world. And um, the other reason why we do it, it's pretty, pretty simple because of um, what Paul wrote to, um, to his protege, Timothy, where he said, Hey, teach those who are rich in this world um, to be generous um, in, to be generous in like good works, generous with what they have and to love others well. And so that's where we get the give, serve love aspects of be rich pretty much yeah. because of what what timothy uh, what paul taught timothy that's so cool and just for those who have never heard of be rich or never heard of beyond doing this can you give us a quick rundown of what we actually do as a community um both internally and externally during generally the month of november yeah so it is um it is based around those three elements so there's a give element a serve element and a love element and so the give element, we like to partner with non-for-profits in our local area that are making a difference. And um, and then we like to raise money specifically for them. And, and we sort of say all the time that um, we, we've always given 100% of it away, um, no matter what. And so this year, we're partnering with Street Smart Australia, Meals on Wheels, and the Black Dog Institute. Um, so Street Smart Australia do a lot of great stuff partnering with um, organizations that are looking to lower homelessness. And particularly, you know, after COVID and uh, a lot of people losing their um, their jobs and um, financial situations changing. Unfortunately, there is um, a lot more homelessness in Australia at the moment. Um, we also partner with Pine Rivers Meals on Wheels. Um, Meals on Wheels in general across Australia, they give out about 2 million uh, uh, meals. Goodness gracious, couldn't <laughs> meals per week. Wow. Um, and, and we worked with Pine Rivers Meals on Wheels last year. Um, but there's just such a need at that, um, that we decided that, Hey, we wanted to partner with them again this year. And then finally, the, the third organization we're partnering is with is called the black dog Institute. And, um, and a lot of people have probably maybe who never have experienced mental health issues during COVID have begun to maybe experience some anxiety, depression. Um, we know the suicide rates are quite high in, um, in cities like Melbourne and Sydney where, where lockdowns have been. Um, imposed for extended periods of time and the black dog institute they're the only australian um based organization that does mental health research on cradle to grave and they look to um yeah to help like raise the profile and raise the standard of mental health within australia and so that's kind of what we do for the give element we just raise some money and help some rockstar nonprofits. um the serve element 
is we just want to make a difference in our community. And so we've done different things in the past, but this year um, <clears throat> there's an incredible, incredible Christmas carnival that happens every year in our community. And so we just want to help them make the Griffin Christmas carnival the best Christmas carnival that can it can be. So we're encouraging people to serve and help out on that day. And then we'll wrap it up talking about love, which is just ways that individually and practically we can um, love uh, love our neighbours and love those around us in the community. That's so cool. I think that's an awesome an- answer because it really clarifies why we do it annually. Um, you know, as you said, like it's one of those things we can always grow in. But secondly, we just love giving away money. Like we like that we get to do this annually and continually do this because the the impact that we've seen over five years has been really incredible as people not only give their finances, but actually uh, I think what it does is it, trains us it helps us it's a reminder it's not just oh, i give in november it helps us to realize why we give why we're generous and um sustains our generosity all through the year which is just fantastic and i think something i probably didn't mention as well is that it's just not it's not just beyond that um are involved in this you know this is actually a global movement so this year which i think is pretty cool there's 76 churches from five countries with wow. seventy-seven thousand people getting involved in this and so that kind of puts it in perspective like there's five countries across the world with 76 churches um of people who are trying to be rich and make a difference in their local community because i think sometimes you know right it's and we'll talk about this in part three like you look at the world and you're like oh is my difference going to make any difference and um yeah to, to know that we're not doing it alone i think is really helpful and encouraging sometimes yeah that's so good um, well, moving on, Chris, you, you mentioned mm. Paul already, and I think we also talked about Jesus. So clearly that's where we get our cues of generosity from. Um, but particularly like Jesus just led that so well, Paul picked it up and, and taught us how to be rich. Mm. You know, why was it the idea of generosity such a big deal uh, and so central to the early church? And I guess a follow-on question for that is like, what, what went wrong? Not, not saying that we're not generous um, as a church, but I think there's a bit of a disconnect as to what happened and where we are currently now as a church. Ooh, good follow-up question. Let me answer the first one. Um, well, something people might not know is that in the first century until the, until the early church came along, like there wasn't a word for generosity. Like That word just simply didn't exist, which is kind of crazy for us to think about, particularly in the 21st Western world. Like we're, We kind of naturally know about charities and know about organizations, but they did have to create a word for what the early church did. And the word they created was caritas. Um, So caritas is this idea of giving to relieve a financial or physical need. Um, And so the idea of generosity came about because Gentiles and Jewish people understood that they had a debt that they had to pay and that they couldn't pay it but Jesus stepped into history to pay that debt. And so for them, when they began to be generous, they didn't see it as, oh, I'm being generous. What they saw it as was I'm doing for others what Jesus did for me. I'm doing for others who can't or will not be able to do good back for me. And so for them, it was an extension of the life, death and resurrection of Jesus. And so I mean, I'm not a sociologist. There's people far smarter than me who could say why it hasn't, happen but i think to be honest and this is oversimplifying it but i think sometimes in in the western church in particular we intellectualize christianity and i'm not saying that it's not important to you know understand why you believe and and understand um how scripture weaves together but i think sometimes we've prioritized that and we've kind of said oh serving is this nice little add-on 
to the side if you have the time and if you're a nice person. Whereas in the first century, it just was so ingrained that, hey, mm. if you are a Jesus follower, you do this because it's what Jesus has done for you. It wasn't like there was an alternative. But they had, they, and this is the way I see it is like they literally had to create a word for the way that Jesus followers behaved. And the reason they behaved was because of what they'd seen modeled for them. And so I think sometimes in the West, we intellectualize things and Jesus was like, just follow me, just fo- lead, follow my example. And so I think sometimes we need to just get back to that. Yeah. Wow. That's, um, that's really like, I don't think it's oversimplified. It's actually, in fact, just made it incredibly easy to understand. Um, bit controversial, but do you think churches have become too focused? Like, have we become too focused on ourselves and our generosity is toward the church that we've neglected our calling as a church and what we're, you know, meant to be doing and fulfilling our purpose here on earth? Um, I think some churches have maybe deferred the responsibility to others um, because there's phenomenal organizations out there. And, and I, again, I don't know if some of these have Christian values or not, but I think of organizations like Thank You Water and I hear of like Mark Rober and Mr. Beast doing incredible things with cleaning up the world. And the reality is that these people wouldn't have a word for what they're trying to do, generosity or this service, if Jesus hadn't existed. Um, but I think the challenge becomes is some Christians have deferred generosity and deferred service to other people. They're like, oh, well, those organizations will take it off or they'll do that. And so we kind of miss the fact that, hang on a minute, as Christians, it's we've got to be doing this because this is what Jesus calls us to do. Um, and, and there's a whole bunch of reasons why. You know, If you grow, grew up in a church that never taught you that and you never understood that, well, then, of course, you're never going to see it and you'll always defer. So I think there's a, there's a couple of factors in on that. Yeah. I think there are some churches that do it really well, though. There are some rock star churches, um, just like everything, who absolutely kill it. Yeah, definitely. That's, um, yeah, that's, that's great. Such an interesting, I, I love talking about this stuff because it's so interesting. It always, um, always becomes very personal because we're talking about money. We're talking about something that we all have as a resource. And obviously, you know, businesses and churches might have a bit more, you know, so it's something that, that is personable as well. And I want to continue talking about um, particularly money and, and Jesus's perspective on money. And I want to ask Chris, does Jesus actually tell us how we need to spend our money? Does he give us percentages? Does he give us uh, an Excel spreadsheet or the, the, you know, first century equivalent? Because um, yeah, I'd just like to, to know what, what Jesus actually modeled about money. Great question. I was, funnily enough, I was out for a um, for a ride the other night with a group of guys, and um, most of my mates, you know this, Lockie. It's not really a secret. Most of my mates aren't church people, yep. and so I was riding next to next to one guy, and we were having this chat, and somehow the conversation got onto church, and it got onto the topic of churches and money, and he just asked me to fully explain it, and I was kind of like, oh, you know, like I, I don't know if you want to hear this, and he's like, no, 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 like I'm like, let me, let me, let me know. And so I kind of got the opportunity to pretty much share the answer to this question is that when Jesus comes, remember Jesus started something brand new. So yes, in the old Testament, there was this idea of the tithe, but what most, most people don't understand is you just didn't tithe a percentage of your finances. You tithe the percentage of your spices and you tithe the percentage of your animals and you tithe the percentage of absolutely everything you had. And so some people are like, oh, you know, biblical tithing, I tithe 10%, right? Okay, well, if you really tithe 10%, give us 10% of everything because that's the Old Testament definition of tithing. 
Um, but what Jesus teaches and what the New Testament teaches, again, is this idea of generosity. And specifically, Jesus kind of often couches it in the idea of like where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. And so there, there can be, and Paul even kind of talks about it to Timothy, like teach those who are rich in this world not to place their hope in money, right? Which is so unreliable. And so Jesus kind of says that like when you, if you have money and if you have stuff, there can be this really real tendency to start to migrate your hope towards it and start to be like, oh, I need to keep this job and I can't dip my savings below this amount. Um, and Jesus is like that. You don't want, you don't want your treasure to be wrapped up in that sort of stuff. Um, and so Jesus talks about, you know, one of the best ways that you can get in control of your money is let it know that you're not the boss of it. That, oh, sorry, that it's not the boss of you mm. and to be generous. And so um, Jesus doesn't really give a hard and, and fast rule. Paul doesn't really give a hard and fast rule. They talk about giving, um, <clears throat> giving what you can. And so the way that the way that I like to say it and the way that we like to say it is we call it 3P giving. Um, so make it a, um, make it a priority, um, pick a percentage and then give progressively. So the reason make it a priority is because for most people giving is like the last thing you think of, you know, it's kind of like, Oh, go to the shops and there's someone who's like stopping me or someone comes and knocking around my door. But most people are not like going out of their way to think, how can I help others? And that really is what generosity is. How can I go out of my way to help others? So make it a priority. Pick a percentage because um, I think percentage generosity is the wisest thing you can do because your percentage, you know, if you pick a dollar value, then say you change jobs or say you have kids and your financial situation changes, then you feel like you've got to match the dollar value. Whereas if you pick a percentage, you know, 5% of your income is always going to be 5%, regardless of whether it's $10 million a year or whether it's $10,000 a year, you're always going to be able to give, um, you're always focusing on the percentage. And then progressive is just simply like put something in place to review it every now and then and kind of go, hey, like maybe maybe there was a time we had three kids at home and now they moved out. And so you go, actually, is, is there an opportunity for us to increase this? Or maybe you started and you got into the whole generosity journey and you just picked a, a you picked one or 2% and you were like, ha, ah, now that I'm into this, can, can I be a little bit more generous? What are the ways that I can progressively um, look at that? So I, we just kind of talk, talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. I remember hearing this, like I can actually remember where I was listening to the podcast, Chris, of you talking about this on a walk um, five years ago or four years ago, maybe. And it was, it was an awesome moment because that was a real catalyst for my whole financial situation changing. Uh, I didn't earn any more. I didn't, uh, you know, nothing. I didn't, didn't get a raise. Nothing happened. It was more so um, hearing you talk about generosity. It actually sparked a change for my entire finances which was mm. awesome. Like I, I, I really like that was such a, a big deal. So I think that if Jesus tells us anything, you know, like it's that whole idea of give first and, and I like those three P tools. Um, Cause it, it, when you, when you give first, your whole mindset changes. You're like, I'm, you know, I'm just stewarding this money. It's not mine. I'm just looking after it. And, it, and honestly, like it, that was, you know, four or five years ago, a massive change and something that I'm, I'm really proud of in my life. And, and really keen to see more people take, take a hold of. And I'm keen to go, and as you said, progressively, keen to, keen to keep looking at that, reviewing it and take the next, next step. No, and that's really cool to hear. And I think even the part you mentioned in your story is like it gets you to think about things differently. I think that's the big thing is like often, 
you know, I talk to people and they're like, oh, you know, I got to have this job because I got to pay these bills and I got to pay for this lease on this car. And then I got to pay for, you know, this rental property that we have, or I want to upgrade to this new iPhone. And there's all these things. Whereas when you start to, um, and it's, it's hard for, you know, the, the only thing I can say is if you haven't tried it, try it. And then you'll begin to understand. Um, mm. Is it stuff just begins to take on a different shape to you when you make giving to whatever it is, a charity or a church, a priority um, because all of a sudden stuff that used to matter, all of a sudden you're like, hang on a minute, this doesn't actually have a, and the reality is it doesn't have a hold on you. Like it used to have a hold on you is, is what really happens. Yeah. That's, um, that's so good. I might actually even put the, a few lists of scriptures um, from the Bible that really help to, you know, if, if you're wondering what this is all about, you can have a look at those and just see Jesus's perspective. Um, so you can check that out in the uh, description below. Chris, last question. Mm. Um, this is a good one. You know, we love an application-based podcast and you gave us a really good full Monday. I don't, I'm actually not sure if it was, a, it was a full Monday, but there's definitely something that we can do. It was pretty obvious what, I, what, what we wanted you to do. <laughs> That's right. It, it was pretty obvious. But how can I partner with Beyond? Um, we'll talk about giving first, but how can I partner with Beyond and the whole Be Rich campaign? Because, you know, it is this international thing that we're part of. Yeah. How, can, how can we join in this year? Yeah, so you, the easiest way is just to, I'm sure you'll include this in the link in the description, Lockie, but you can just go to beyondchurch.com.au forward slash be rich. And so there we have listed the three organizations that we're partnering with. So you can find out a little bit more about them and then you can Google them for yourself, discover a, a little bit more. Um, and then there's there's a heap of ways you can give. You can either give, if, if you attend our physical services, you can give in cash. Um, you can do a direct bank transfer. Or you can um, you can give online via um, via your credit card, and um, and I know we do have some people on the podcast who, who aren't in our physical environments, which is awesome. Um, glad to have you listen to the podcast. Um, but one thing I did say is you know um, just with finances, I, I, I love being really transparent. I think it's important to be. And so if you're doing the bank transfer and you're like, why does it say Living Faith Lutheran as the account name? Um, people might know this, but we operate under the auspices of another church that they pretty much look after all the boring stuff that no one sees behind the scenes, like insurances and governance and all that kind of stuff that allows us to do what we do. And so we, um, we use their bank accounts um, and run everything through that. So if you're wondering like, why is that the case? That's why that is the case. The other thing that you um, need to be aware of is if you give online with the, with your credit card, um, click the, the click down, there'll be two little options, either general fund or be rich, click be rich. But then there is also a tab um, or a little checkbox um, because the organization or the company that we use to do that take, I think it's like 1.5% as a processing fee, which is pretty common for most FPOS kind of companies. But I wanted you to know that because if you don't check that, then they will take the processing fee out of what's donated. It's also why we left our bank transfer details up there because if you were like, hey, I don't want to worry about a processing fee, you can just donate straight into our account. Or here's the thing. If you don't trust us and you don't trust us to pass the money on, that's okay. I Pigeon get, I carriers. Get that. No? Pardon? Pigeon carriers? No? Pigeon carriers. Yes. yes. We've organized some. No. Okay. <laughs> we, we have listed, like I said, we listed all the partners on our website. So you can give directly to them if you want. Great. You don't even have to tell them it was part of Be Rich. You don't have to say anything. You can just give directly to them. And that's that all taken care of. Yeah. So good. So we want you to, 
consider partnering with us. And as you said, Chris, we, we're really hoping that 100% of people in our community would really join in, whether it's a dollar or whether um, you can add a couple of zeros to our, our, was it, is it a recommended figure? It's not even that. It's just a, it's just a target, right? Yeah, it's what we challenge people to give, $39.95, you know, $39.95, because often people are like, what's the ballpark? Where, what do you want me to we go? Hey, $39.95. Um, most people, whether they work part-time, or whether they work full-time, um, are able to afford a one-off $39.95 payment. Yes. And like I said, um, and Law, like you said, Lockie, depending on your financial situation, you might want to add a couple of zeros to that. Um, or you might want to rearrange it so that it looks a little different depending on your financial situation. But $39.95 yeah. is, is our participation goal. Yeah. So we really want to encourage you to, um, to support the Be Rich campaign. And as we said, 100% of that money goes to those nonprofit partners. So um, we're giving it all away, not taking anything for ourselves there. So please, please do consider um, participating with us this Be Rich. Mm. Too good. Well, Chris, that brings us to the end of our part one discussion. Anything else you wanted to add in before we, we wrap up and, and get keen for the next couple of Be Rich episodes? No, I, I honestly can't wait to see what our community does this year. Like for me, it's just one of the best times of the year because so many great, you get to hear so many great stories. You get to hear how a simple act of generosity of someone just keying in their credit card details ends up changing someone's life on the other end. So I just can't wait to, to see what we do this year locally, but also to see what we're a part of um, globally this year as well. And we'll have a big celebration Sunday and we'll celebrate it on the podcast once all the figures and all the hours of serving come in. But I just can't wait to see what your um, or what our community is going to do this year. Yeah, it's incredible. And a bit of a teaser, if you are local to the Morton Bay or Griffin region, it's going to be like a live podcast recording because Riley and I, we are emceeing the Christmas carnival and uh, it will not be a Beyond the Message podcast episode. But if you want to you want to get around it, that will be great. So if you want to come along and serve, also head to our website because that will be such a fun day of serving. I know Riley and I will have a bunch of fun, but everyone there will. If you're um, in a group, just get, get your group it. to serve together at it. It's such yes. a good opportunity to have some fun. Yes, so Amazing. good. Well, can't wait. There's so much exciting things happening. Um, but thank you to everyone for tuning in and uh, make sure you do head to our website and consider participating. But thank you so much for just tuning in and, and hearing about um, the power of generosity, really. We, we can't wait to continue this conversation over the next two weeks. So thank you so much, Chris, for jumping in and we'll see you in part three. See you guys. Thank you.